two instead of. You gonna listen to Mike Wilbury? You gonna listen to me? Trust me, bro. If you wanna make some money. Getting mangled. It's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful sound on a Friday. It really is. Truly lemonade with a little Tito's. There's nothing better. Yeah, the drink of the summer. Is that officially the drink of the summer? It's it's officially my drink of the summer. I'm waiting to hear more people get back to me on it, but I'm telling you, once you try it, you will not go back. There's not a better drink for summertime, good times, lots of high fives, lots of dudes. <laughs> There's no better dudes rock. <laughs> There's not a better dudes rock drink. Uh, so let's get into uh, the UFC this weekend. Um, the, my overall takeaway from this card is it looks like there's a bunch of fun fights on it, but there's not a ton of implications as far as, like, you know, seating and, and rankings and shit like that goes. There's not a lot of title implications. Um, I think Edmund Shabazian, he's a big up-and-coming name, and he's fighting who's kind of the gatekeeper of that division in Derek Brunson, and um, I think he's going to absolutely dominate that fight. I, I think that kid's the the real deal. Um, I watched the interview with Ronda and Dana, which I'll get into later because it was kind of fucking weird. Um, Ronda was, like, kind of smiling and almost, like, flirting with Dana the whole time, and it was I'm just very... Sure. It was I'm very sure. uncomfortable. I'm, yeah. I'm almost positive because... We talked about this a little bit, but I've heard Brendan Schaub say on multiple occasions that him and Dana are Eskimo bros, and he said other shit uh, about Dana. And I think a lot of people know Brendan Schaub used to date uh, Ronda, so uh, connect the dots a little bit there, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You do the math on that one, not me. I I don't know. It it was very uncomfortable, but we can get into that a little later. Uh, what What do you think about that one? Uh, I agree with you. I think uh, I've only seen Edmund fight once, but he was pretty impressive, uh, especially stand-up-wise. Um, so it'll be a fun fight. Derek Brunson's always like a solid. Like you said, he's more of a gatekeeper. I mean, he's he's a fun guy to watch. He stands up usually. Um, but yeah. he does, when it comes to fighting like higher-level fighters, he usually does get knocked out or finished or just gets dominated usually. So he is quite a gatekeeper and i think if he loses this one like especially if he gets finished might want to think about retiring i think he already yeah, I think, yep. has that in his mind but uh he's a good fighter he's just uh he's not at the level to you know i don't no, know he's not chip he's no. got i mean if you remember you remember when he fought uh israel adesanya, adesanya uh, yeah he picked him apart he picked he fucking put on a clinic on him it, and like him and Brunson were talking shit to each other a lot coming into that fight, and like that was a bad idea talking shit to Izzy about standing up and fighting on the feet. So yeah, I don't know. I see Brunson getting finished here, but uh, like I said earlier, if if Ronda's praising this guy Edmund, kind of makes me want to sprinkle a little bit on Brunson just because I'm I don't like Ronda. <laughs> fade Ronda. He's always pissed me off. I like to fade Ronda, so. Uh, I don't know. I think I have a parlay with Edmund winning, so I'll, I'll be happy either way. I think Edmund probably dominates this fight. 
I, uh, I also saw that Joe and Calderwood and uh, Maya are fighting, and they both have a lot recent loss to Caitlin Shukugian. Um, this might be a potential, if you win, you get the next shot at Valentina. Um, that should be an exciting fight. They're both pretty good fighters. Um, again, not one, not exactly big, big uh, casual fan names. Not a lot of people will know that, but I, I think it'll be an exciting fight. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, the only women's fight that I think people like are dying to see is Amanda Nunes versus Valentina. I yeah. Mean, they yeah. fought before. I believe Amanda got the better of her. Um, they that, fought uh, twice, right? Yeah, I believe they have. Um, and Amanda obviously has a little bit of a size advantage on her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Valentina just the way she That was a razor close decision in their last fight, if I remember it correctly. Was, it could have kind of it could have went either way. And Valentina seems like she gets sharper every single time she fights. I mean, not that Amanda doesn't. She's the goat. So I don't know. It, I just think that would be a that's the only fight in the women's divisions that I really am like dying to see. There's yeah. other fights that I want to watch, but that's like the one that it's like a Khabib versus Tony type fight that people are like, I want to see that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like Amanda almost gets snubbed in the pound for pound uh, rankings. I feel like she should be the lowest she should ever be is number three behind John and Khabib. I just think she's that good, and anytime I see. You know, some people above her. Like, I think I saw Henry Cejudo above her recently, and I was just like, that is total horseshit. Because, like, don't get me wrong, it was impressive that Henry, you know, I, I still don't really think he beat Mighty Mouse in that fight. But, you know, he got the decision, and to be right there with Mighty Mouse and to get a decision is extremely impressive. Obviously, you know, what he did before he retired was impressive. But in no way, shape, or form do I think he's pound for pound better than Amanda. I think Amanda, at the very least, is right there with Khabib. She's, yeah, she's the go, dude. I mean, she's, she's unreal. She, I don't know, just any man who would think that, like any guy who's talking, like who doesn't know anything about UFC or MMA and is saying like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like she's the only, I would love to see just one of those guys face a man and just get his ass fucking KO'd. That'd be so fucking funny. (laughs) Just some people who like don't really, they're like, oh, I've been street fighting my whole life. It's like, okay, dude. Fight, fight, uh, fight yeah, yeah. That fight. guy that, yeah, that guy that's, oh yeah, dude. I just, I, I, I go. It goes, my vision goes red, and I just start dropping bodies, dude. You, you don't understand. Those I have in the street, bro. I be catching bodies, dude. It's like, dude. All, all right. I would love to see Amanda Nunes drop a dude like that and just fucking clutter <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to take my belt. He tried to take. And she just seems like a fucking chill person, too. Like, she seems like a cool, cool person. Dude, I would love to hang out with Amanda and have a couple beers and maybe, like, uh, I don't know what other, you know, sports she's into or whatever, but, you know, throw throw on whatever game's on and hang out. Yeah, dude, I see her. I always see her in the Modelo commercials. I'm like, oh, I would love to have a beer with uh, Amanda Nunes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun as shit until... Uh, have a cup of she... Modelo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... So another one I like, like I said, that was another note I had. I like Vincente Luque a lot in his fight. He's, I believe, a pretty big favorite, but maybe taken by uh, finish. I like that a little bit. Haven't decided about that yet. Yeah, I feel like this is a good card to take. If you're thinking about taking something inside the distance, take it inside the distance because the 25-foot octagon is a little smaller, and I feel like there's going to be a lot more uh, finishes. Yeah, and uh, so probably my UFC... 
bet of the week. I would say it's more of a, I don't know, more of a lean than a pick because I haven't even decided how much I'm going to bet. It'll be a smaller bet. But I like uh, Pete, Peter Barrett. He's a, he's a Boston guy, tough guy. He's, I believe, a plus one. He's 175 favorite. Or, I mean, uh, underdog, sorry. Um, and, dude, I like the way this guy fights a lot. I don't know why he's such a big underdog. I haven't watched the guy he's fighting uh, fight yet, but I know this guy's a dog, so I think that might be a decent. Maybe sprinkle a few bucks on that if you're feeling lucky. Um, I haven't really come up with any locks this week that I really, really like. So that would be my lean of the week, probably. I like, I like that bet at plus 175. We can make some decent uh, cabbage. Yeah, I think the only real lock in my eyes is going to be that Edmund fight. And if you take him money line, he's like a minus 300 underdog. So the odds aren't the uh, the odds aren't very advantageous as far as money goes. Um, but I did see him. It's a he's it's a plus 150 bet him to finish in the first round and then a plus 450 for him to finish in the second round so i feel like if you uh sprinkle a little bit on both of those rounds that's that's not a terrible bet in either way um i, I think he gets it done within the first two rounds and i mean probably um, one of our best bets of all time was uh valentina in the second right exactly exactly and cash the fuck out what did we make we each probably bet. i think we made 90 bucks on that fight Oh, at least, dude. It, it was over a $300 cash out because we parlayed it with the Bruins game. That's um, right. I, we had a crazy – that was a, that was the first night I ever bet on fights, and we made, like, way too much fucking money for my first yeah. night betting. It got me a little hooked. So, yeah, um, but, so yeah uh, I really wish we – I really wish that wouldn't have hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But, you know, you got to live – you only live once. You got to wager a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Which brings me into my next, uh, wait, I guess this isn't really on the fight subject, but it's on the wagering subject is there's always Padres games on in my office. Uh, one of the guys that works there loves the Padres and he'll turn the Padres games on when they're on. And I kind of just got the idea of maybe I'll just start betting a couple bucks here and there on every Padres game, whether it's a, you know, an over or an under, or if I like the Padres that night, or if they're playing a, a better team and I think they're going to win just betting them just so I have some action while I'm fucking in the office, just so I have a little something to keep me going throughout the day. Advice for uh, like, if you just want to throw a little action on a baseball game, one of my favorite bets to do on a baseball game is betting in the, in the first five innings. It's like doing basically a first half bet. Like if you're betting basketball, so you, you bet the first five innings, either the run line or the money line. That's one of my favorite bets to make in baseball because you're basically betting on which starter you think is going to do better. So you kind of can it, it narrows it down. You can kind of look at the pitching matchups and who they're going to be facing, and and then you just have to worry about the first five innings. So it kind of takes the stress off a little bit because once you get into the bullpen, you never know something. <laughs> Then it's late in the late in the workday, and I got to get shit done, and I'm just sitting here sweating out a game in the office. Exactly, exactly. So maybe look at doing a few uh, under, uh, first five inning bets. I love those. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that's about all I got for uh, this fight card. I don't know if you have anything else, but I have some other uh, fight news stuff to talk about if you don't have anything. Um, as far as this card goes, that's about all I have. Other fight stuff, one thing I thought was kind of crazy was uh, the announcement that Mike Perry is going to be a father. Yeah, that's gonna be wild. A uh, little bit disturbing after seeing the video a couple weeks ago. We've covered Mike Perry a few times, and like I've said, I'm 
I like Mike Perry in the sense that I like the way he fights. He throws caution to the wind, and he kind of just goes for it. So I do like him in that sense. But, like, we've seen some kind of disturbing shit from them uh, outside of the cage. Uh, especially yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's some guys who have a kid, and it, like, changes them entirely. So, I don't know, maybe we'll see that from Mike Perry. That would be good. I mean, let's hope for the best. We'll see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fingers very crossed. <laughs> We'll see. Um, I also saw that someone broke into Brian Ortega's Jeep. He has a pretty sick uh, Jeep. Like, I don't know if it's a Wrangler or whatever. Whatever the one is that has the soft top that can roll back. Um, probably throws the surfboards in his shit because he loves surfing. But he, someone broke in and stole, like, a couple thousand dollar, like, Versace backpack with, like, this fucking lion on it that was pretty sick. And he, like, posted a picture on his Instagram that was like, yo, if anyone sees someone with this kind of backpack in the Torrance or San Pedro area, like, DM me, let me know, because I'm going to go find him. And I just, like, I couldn't imagine you, like, I like the poor fucking fool that stole from Brian Ortega. Like, you just see this dude who looks like, he's like hot Jesus coming and walking up to you. And you're just like, oh, this dude looks super nice. And he, little do you fucking realize he's coming to take his backpack off, but first he's going to fucking get a hold of your neck and he's going to make you, he's going to put you to sleep in like five seconds. It's like, oh, what's up, hot Jesus? And then like, bang, you're just asleep. The guy is not, he's not only like an unreal jiu-jitsu player, like once he gets your neck, you're going to sleep. Like he would just put the guy to sleep uh, voluntarily pretty much, but he also, <laughs> can, he can throw his hands. Don't forget. He's oh, like, yeah. Don't oh, forget. Yeah guy who's ever knocked out Frankie Edgar. Shout out Frankie Edgar, the legend. With but, a uh, but dude, yeah, don't forget the guy can throw his hand, so he'd probably choke him out, punch him, choke him out again. <laughs> Let him wake up and knock him out. Get wake him, him back up. Kicks maybe, and then maybe put him back to sleep again. And then who knows what would happen. He's like a walking ambient. He just fucking can put you to sleep whenever he wants. Exactly, dude. Brian Ortega is a scary man. I really hope he uh, wins this fight versus Korean Zombie. Yeah, they, has that that hasn't been officially announced yet. They need to just give fucking Brian a fight. Quit fucking around with this Korean Zombie bullshit, because that guy isn't going to be able to fight. He's in, I think he's still in South Korea, and they have like a big travel, big travel restrictions right now. So just fucking give Ortega a fight. Like, make Ortega a beat or something. Like, make Ortega Rodriguez. I don't fucking know. Just give that guy a fight. He hasn't fought since the the title defense when he broke his hand and he's been training like a madman and he's fucking he needs a fight ortega versus rodriguez would be cool i think i still think it's fucking crazy that uh dana white released yair rodriguez at one point like that's one of the funnest guys to fucking watch i mean that he throws the craziest fucking strikes like he's throwing scissor kicks he's punching he's like he can fight on the ground he's a fun guy to watch so I like yeah, that. He has, a super exci- he has a super exciting style. They need to keep him around because he's fucking awesome. I, yeah. I don't I don't really think he ever wins a title shot. I don't think maybe he does. I don't know, but I don't think he ever wins a title. But he's just super fucking exciting, man. You can't let guys like that go. But he's a young guy too, so we we'll see about that. We'll see what. Yeah, I guess he's got a lot a lot left a lot of his career left. Yeah, yeah, he's a young guy, so we'll see what happens. But he's. He's a fun guy to watch, so that was kind of crazy. Dana released him at one point, but um, I guess if you you refuse fights from the big man, you're going to gonna get released. Yeah, I guess so. Another thing, one probably last fight thing maybe, unless you have anything else. Did you see uh, 
Dan Hardy freak out on Herb Dean about the stoppage last week? I did. I thought, I thought that was so unprofessional. Like, I Yeah, I, I didn't not, like it. Like, I understand that he thought he was in the right where he thought he was, like, protecting the fighter. And he, I don't know, it, it might have been coming from the right place, but how unprofessional. Like, and even Dana came out today saying if anyone ever, does, like, approaches a referee or a judge like that again, they will be fired, like, on the spot. And he yeah. said, literally, and he was like, I love Dan Hardy, but, like, if that ever happens again, he will be fired, and anyone else that does something like that will be fired, which I agree with. Like, Herb Dean is, he's one of the best referees in the game, and sure, being a referee is a fucking almost impossible job in, in MMA, so once in a while, he will make a mistake, and it happens. Like, you saw it, he was the referee in the uh, Ben Askren-Robbie Lawler fight, where people thought that... Dude, everyone thought Robbie was out. Uh, a lot of people thought he passed out and Herb called the fight. He, maybe he did. Yeah, I mean, that's still kind of up for debate, but I think he probably made a mistake there. But, dude, it ha- it's such a crazy sport. You can't expect these referees to be perfect. And Herb Dean's a classy dude, and he's always been one of the fucking best uh, referees in the game. I thought Dan Hardy was so out of line. Yeah, and, I, and, and it's MMA, so I it's not like boxing or other sports where, um, you know, stoppages happen for different reasons and there's different rules. Like, I didn't think that one was nearly as egregious as some of the other ones that haven't been stopped. Um, like, if you if you remember when Pat – I forget who Pat Barry was fighting, but he had a guy nearly out for, like, 15 to 30 seconds, and the guy was just surviving. He was near – like, as close as you could be to out without going out – and then gets up, and they get into this wild exchange, and the guy's still loopy on his feet, and he just catches Pat Barry with an uppercut and flatlines him. And, like, that fight could have gotten stopped, like, five different times and probably would have gotten, like, stopped by a different ref or if something a little bit different would have happened, but it didn't get stopped. And the guy ended up coming back and, and knocking out Pat Barry in this crazy wild exchange. So I understand, I understand when... Uh, a ref lets something go a little bit when a guy looks like, and that guy, he was kind of intelligently defending. He wasn't doing a great job of it, but he was showing signs of intelligent defense and her being kind of break it down. And he was throwing his feet up and like, it wasn't like his body was going limp. So I see where Herb was coming from. Yeah. So dude, on holy shit. I don't know if you heard that, but a fucking water otter. I'm out on my boat, out on the boat fishing right now fucking water otter just literally slapped his tail and splashed me with water <laughs> like i've never had that happen to me before that was fucking nuts i'm gonna fucking probably jump in the water and hunt him down and kill him okay. eat him for dinner um one thing i do want to touch on uh, two things one uh marcus buchecha signing with the pfl you fucking heard it here first we broke that news so all you fucking mutants go fuck yourself we're the fucking we we control the narrative we control the narrative inside so that's yeah big fucking insider move from us seeing that um and then the ronda and dana call i don't know if you saw that interview it was like a zoom call or something it was fucking it was fucking weird and just like watching watching those two talk to each other and like kind of smiling and flirting was just i don't know it was so cringy to me like i just it's just fucking weird it was fucking weird I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. It was like a, I don't know. 
I don't even know how to how to describe it. I have a feeling uh, Rhonda and Dana have a little bit of history there, like we kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, exactly. Brendan Schaub's kind of alluded to it before he used to bang. Uh, and, Rhonda, so. and you could like you could kind of sense it from both of them in the call, and it was just like a. It was almost like that's the end scene in Step Brothers where the Catalina wine mixer and Robert and Nancy are like kind of talking to each other. And it's just like super awkward. It's almost, it, to like me, little, it was like an elephant in the room. Like, I just, are you so, guys going to mention that you used to bang? Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I, I felt the same thing. It was, it was definitely awkward. And I could see that. I could see Rhonda telling Dana to crawl up like a little ball and get in her vagina like Nancy does. It's just fucking weird. Fucking weird. Um, that's about all I got as far as fight news, fight stuff, UFC picks, all that. We can move on to random shit. Um, I'll start it off with uh, we... I've been talking a lot about my fucking boss just putting in rules for the sake of putting in rules. And he like, when we started, when he decided that we were essential and started bringing us back into the office, he said, uh, we're not allowed to use the coffee machine anymore. Uh, how that keeps us safe from COVID doesn't make me fucking, doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Uh, so we're not allowed allowed to use what machine? The coffee machine. What? Yeah. We have a coffee, like a coffee pot. And he's like, yeah, no more using the coffee pot um because of covid restrictions or something i don't know I, it's really just him being a big fucking poopy pants in his diapy but he, we're not allowed to use the coffee machine so what i've been doing is making a little extra at home but i'll let it sit in the pot during uh, like the first half of work and when i come home i'll just pour the like cold stale coffee in my back of my mug and i'll take it for the rest of the day and i'll just be drinking disgusting cold coffee out of my mug and i kind of i kind of like it that is, yeah, that's definitely a mutant, definitely a mutant move, but I can't say I haven't done it before. Plenty of time. That's the way she goes, dude. And that reminds me of like when I was a freshman at uh, at UPS. Like, you know, when you're a freshman, like especially first semester, like it, it's kind of hard to get. Like, you get you can get booze from like the seniors on your sports team or whatever. But like you run out, people take it, whatever it is. Sometimes at like parties, I would just like if I like ran out of booze, I would just like find like kind of half full cans of beer that were like lukewarm. I would just check. <laughs> we, me and uh, I think I think it was me, one of our, me and one of our uh, our mutual friend from Portland. Um, I won't name any names. We were at a party and. Uh, <laughs> there was someone just had a liquor cabinet there was like no one in the basement in the room and he just we just took out a bottle of vodka just like started pulling it and put it back when we heard someone walk down and just left the room and then we're able to get it back and no one noticed it is what it is dude no man left behind yeah, yeah exactly exactly um i'm sure i'm sure uh, it's come full circle but hey yeah. whatever and you have people steal your alcohol you I mean, they, I'm talking about when I was, like, a first-semester uh, freshman. Like, these were beers that people were done with. They were, like, probably all... They were fallen soldiers. There was probably a quarter of them left. Like, they were fallen soldiers, and I would just... I would yell them. <laughs> I'm sure I did the same thing. I just don't really remember doing it a lot. 
Dude, that brings me to another story I briefly touched on before we went live. This guy over here, <laughs> my dog Blair, fucking one day, I just remember one party at a golf house uh, a Saturday on a Saturday, uh, freshman year, just telling Allegedly. absolutely black, just telling everyone to burn his dick off. <laughs> Allegedly. Burn my fucking dick off. Uh, <laughs> this that I don't know if I want to do that, but this guy's the real deal. <laughs> the real deal, Holyfield. <laughs> I uh, that's not confirmed. That allegedly happened. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have to get a few more witnesses on the horn, but uh, I definitely <laughs> that proved pretty vividly. And it just uh, came <laughs> right before we started the pod. My uh, dick hasn't gotten burned off, so that's good. Good for me. Has not been burned off. Confirmed, still has a dick. <laughs> still works. <laughs> just burn the foreskin off. It still works. I test it every night. You just self-circumcised yourself. <laughs> burn the eyes off. Dick's still there. It still works. And I, <laughs> I, I trial run every night. My dick fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know, when we say we lost our leg, it's because we burned our dicks off. We burned our third legs off. <laughs> and that's really, that's really what we're looking for. <laughs> you see uh, Chad, Chad Ochocinco saying he, uh, he would take Viagra before every game because he felt like he was faster with the third leg. Dude, I heard about that. That's fucking wild. I just kind of don't believe that. No, I don't. But it's also kind of a funny one. So I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah, I think uh, I think he said that just to be funny. There's no way he played that he did that with Viagra. I couldn't imagine playing a football game with a fucking full hard on the whole time. Just fucking boned up. Like, dude, it's bad enough because you'll get hit in the nuts and stuff, and like that's painful enough. I couldn't imagine getting hit in the hard dick. Oh, like God. that would be so fucking terrible. Oh, you catch your fish right now? Yep, I just got one in. I wasn't gonna make a big deal about it, but I got a little. Probably a little 14-inch bass on the on the horn right here. Hey, oh, there we go. Catch and release, just like we do with uh, just like we do with our ladies. I'm three hours later than you, so it's 9:45. It's nighttime. Just to give the people a little background, using a a popper, okay? Because the fish come to the surface at night, so at night you wanna you wanna get the popper. It floats on the surface. You wanna make a lot of noise because the fish hear that noise and then they come up and smack it. And it's a little better than fishing during the day because you just hear them smack it right away and you just reel it in. It's a little easier, a little fun, lots of high fives, lots of energy. <laughs> That's a big dude's rock 2020 move. Uh, yeah, so all of you, all of you out there that think we're just a bunch of fucking city boys that uh, can't fucking tie our own shoes, he's out here giving you fishing tips. Have fucking you take seen, notes. Have you ever seen the Maymay uh, country boys make do? Where it's like a guy, like a dude, like fucking a fish's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid May May. We've been letting the May Mays fly. I've been a big May May guy. Um, I need to, I'm going to be brainstorming more to do with Ike Taylor's face because I think he's absolutely hilarious. Taylor talking on a Tuesday always gets me going. But um, the one that I was really proud of last night was... Uh, the one about eating eating my own shit in front of my dad. <laughs> that one fucking killed me. Who do you think me. I am, guy? 
but I do want to touch on uh, next week. I have Friday off. I'll be going to play hockey. And I think I've talked about the wiener room before, but I'll be back in the wiener room. And it's this, uh, it's a party room at this rink in an undisclosed location. And uh, the owner is this old German dude and his family's all like dead. And he, uh, this, like the rink is the last thing he has left. So um, he's just kind of running it, letting it fly. Um following a lot of the COVID regulations, but he's, he hasn't, he's doing some shit that's, uh, I wouldn't say questionable, but he's trying to keep his business. So I get it. Um, and he, he makes us dress out in the lobby because they're not allowed to have locker rooms. So we go in when we go to like change into our like fucking under shit and we have to get naked. We go into this, the, what the party room is. And I started calling it the wiener room, uh, the first time I played there. So I can't fucking wait to be in the wiener room and just get butt ass naked and uh, put my shit on and play some hockey. Just look at the boys' wieners, joke a little bit, have some <laughs> high fives. Oh, dude, it's going to be high fives all around. Maybe a couple sword fights. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude, i got to take a visit to the wiener room one of these days. That sounds like a place I need to be. Dude, I'll, I'll, take, a, I'll take a Snapchat and send you the wiener room. Just so you know, you can see uh, how how legit it is. It's like a it, it looks like it hasn't been updated since like 1973. So it's just like going in a fucking time machine. I love that. There's nothing better than old school hockey guys. Dude, this is the most old school hockey guys of like fucking all time. Just beers after, um, and and not like light beers. Yeah, we're drinking Coors Heavies after. Um, I think this Friday. Some Fridays they just do a they just do a barbecue in the parking lot where you just pull out fucking like a camping barbecue and put it on this table and uh, guys are sitting on the beds of their truck. It is the most fucking dudes rock, high energy, high fives all around. Fucking just being dudes. It is it is guys being dudes, <laughs> scratching their balls, talking about titties. Dude, there's nothing better than uh, old hockey dudes or old baseball dudes. I had a one of my one of the summers after, uh, while I was at Puget Sound playing summer baseball. Um, one one year I had dude, probably the, my favorite coach I've ever had, and it was only like a two month season. He was probably 75, 80 years old, like just an old ass baseball dude. Grown, just grew up in baseball, like was just one of those old school guys. He used to throw two pouch, two grizzly pouches in his uh, upper lips, and then he would go behind the dugout and smoke cigarettes. And he, <laughs> dude, and he was the dirtiest. He had the dirtiest mouth I've ever heard. Probably like he, literally during the games, like he was big on like uh, crowding the plate and trying to hit the ball the other way. So he would he would fucking scream at us, "Put your fucking dick on the plate." <laughs> that was his favorite saying and uh i remember one time he was talking about and our our assistant coach was hilarious too he was like his buddy he was probably like 15 years younger but they had been coaching this team this summer league this summer team for about 15 20 years and the guy's name was pete ness so the guy would call him pete ness pete ness <laughs> <laughs> He was talking to the guy one time, like in front of all of us, and he was talking. He's like, "Yeah, you remember your bachelor party? That stripper or pussy looked like chewed up bubble gum." <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, you cannot say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, 
while we were playing, it was like while the Warriors were in the uh, finals. And I, he just like looked at me one day and it was just me and him. And he was like, Steph Curry's gay. And I was like, what? Like, I, you don't like him? And he was like, no, he's a homosexual. And I was like, what? And he was like, I have a gaydar for these type of things. Trust me, he's gay. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll trust you on that. <laughs> Whatever you say, coach. Whatever you say. Dude, he was the funniest fucking dude I've ever met. But he said so much shit that was, you just, you just can't get away with this. Dude, I, I had a, a coach in high school as well who was an O-line coach and a D-line coach, and he said some shit that would never fly. He would uh, talk about, like, he, he would try and get people to, like, pop their hips through on hits and shit, and he didn't really know how to, like, articulate it very well. So he would just yell, stick your dick in it. Like, that was that was his way to get you to try and get your hips, get out of your hips and, like, bring your hips through on, like, a strike. It makes he sense. would just scream, stick your dick in it. <laughs> like, He's got a bunch of 16-year-olds just fucking dying laughing, and that would only piss him off more, so he would just keep yelling because everyone was laughing about him to tell him to stick your dick in it. Dude, that makes sense to me. Yeah, they were trying to get me to play center my senior year, and uh, I I couldn't figure out how to fucking snap to save my life. I just kept snapping it over the quarterback's head, and then they'd be like, oh, you snapped over his head, and then I'd snap it at his feet, and I was like, okay, how do I fucking do this right? He was like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like pulling your pud. That's what he said. That's what he would call jacking off. He'd call it pulling your pud. And he was like, it's like pulling your pud. You can't do it too hard. You can't do it too soft. And I'm like, what kind of fucking coaching point is that? You just basically told me you equated it to jerking off and just expect me to figure it out. Dude, I, I love those old dudes. Those are those guys are fucking gems, and they we'll probably never see them again. This guy used to uh, when we were we would play summer games up in like we would play in Washington. We would go down to California and stuff. And he every place we went to during the game at some point he would pee in the garbage can. Like in the, <laughs> in the corner of the dugout he would just pee in the garbage can and everyone just kinda like got used to it. Well I mean like after the third time it's just like our it's like if he didn't do it after the third time you'd be like, Coach, is everything okay? You didn't pee in the garbage can today. It was fucking cl- and the funniest thing dude was this guy the thing I loved about him was the throwing two pouches up and then going behind the di- uh, dugout and just fucking smashing heaters all game long. Like he would just fucking pull heaters all day, all game long. Probably every couple of minutes he would go into the back and smoke a heater. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy was about that life. This guy just an unbelievable nicotine buzz the entire game. Dude, he, he loved getting the boys buzzing. Um, that's fucking amazing. So I guess my net, the last thing I have before we get into segments is another just absolute, well, actually I'll talk about Hinge because we have a listener that wants to come on and talk about, uh, he lives in Denver and he said all the girls on Hinge in Denver, like expect you to be like going to church every Sunday and like super into Jesus and shit. So he just wants to go off about that. But I do want to just go off about like, it's, there's prompts on there for a fucking reason. If, you, if you're going to respond to something, don't just fucking like it. Say something. Fucking have at least something for me to respond to. You know, it pisses me off more than that. I haven't even gone on the app in, like, weeks because it's just driving me nuts. Like, oh, you liked something? Like, it's literally something I wrote, but I have nothing to say about it. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Dude, I, I hate dating apps in general, but can't say they haven't been working too well for the kid lately. I've been, been having a little luck on the old hinge. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. 
No, man, I think that I think it's a regional thing. I, I feel bad for our, our guy in Denver there. I think it's regional because out here, these, I mean, in New, you got to come out to New Jersey, bro. That's what it sounds like is I got to make my way out to Jersey and uh, see what it's all about. Even the Corkmeister has a hot broth. That's nice. I've been seeing that on his Instagram story. Good for him. Yeah, man, the Corkmeister's killing it. <laughs> he hasn't been fucking hooking it up with any cabbage lately, so what the fuck? Yeah, we have to have a serious talk to him about that, but I will. That'll be for another episode. Yeah, let's um, let's hop in my fucking uh segments. Yep. What do you got for number one bullshit this week? This is number one bullshit. So I got number one bullshit of the week is it's August tomorrow, and it's like nothing has happened this summer for me just because of the whole COVID thing. California still kind of shut down. And it's like it's just almost like a wasted summer. That's my number one bullshit. I don't have anything that's super funny or super entertaining. It's just like, fuck, man, I'm sick and tired of all this fucking everything closed COVID bullshit. I'm tired of it. I agree with you, bro. And you know what? That that kind of plays into this isn't my number one bullshit, but about the reason I was a little late to get to recording is I was picking up takeout for the fam. I was up here at the lake house. Uh, it's in Pennsylvania on the border in New York. And dude, the people do not give a shit up here. So there's this bar that makes like great burgers, great wings, stuff like that. Um, about like six, seven miles from where our lake house is. So I went down there to pick up food for the family. I go in and there's, probably 40 people inside the bar no masks they're all getting fucking hammered and it's like this is a different <laughs> different world out here and like i'm not gonna lie i, I sat down and had a nice great tasting west filling miller life <laughs> <laughs> uh i had my mask on though i just took it off when i needed to take a sip of my brewski but um you gotta hey, get a little velcro pouch for your mouth Crazy, so but it was kind of crazy, and I felt kind of stupid for even being in there with my mask on. But I was like, you know what, whatever. I I gotta have a little normalcy in my life, have a little great taste. Feeling. Hey, that great tasting, less feeling. Uh, duty calls. Can't turn one of those down. Duty calls. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just angry with every every China born after 1993. I'm sick of the China virus, to be honest. Yeah, my my uncle uh, that lives in Iowa emailed me today. He's like, just want to make sure you're doing all right with the China virus. And I fucking can't. The invisible China virus. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me giggle every time I hear it. Um, <laughs> I mean, is, is it not true? Did the virus not divide, derive from China? <laughs> Dude, any China born after 1993, all they know is make virus. Eat hot bat. Eat eat bat from what market? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was kind be, of bad. be be be, bi, be bisexual for hentai and eat lie. <laughs> and lie. <laughs> okay, make virus. Eat from what market? Charge be, this factory. Be bisexual. Eat hot Cheetos and lie. <laughs> exactly. So that's me. That's where I'm at. Uh, what do you got for number one bullshit? My number one bullshit is, I think I've probably mentioned this before, but the amount of 
nurses at hospitals that are fucking fat as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've already kind of mentioned this before, but it like really pissed me off this week because oh, yeah, I, you went off last week. I went on <laughs> a previous episode about this, but it like just since I'm reminded of it, it pisses me off even more because this week I had like we're moving our whole endoscopy department from the fourth first floor up to the fourth floor. I'm kind of like coordinating it. And God, this bitch on the fourth floor, she, she's massive. She's got to be over 300 pounds. And she's like such a bitch to me. And like, I'm like, it's, it's so rude because she just like, she's so condescending. Like, just because she's a doctor and I'm like more of like the construction side of things, she just talks down to me like, like I'm a little kid. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. And so on Friday, on Thursday, actually, because I didn't work uh, on Friday. Hell yeah. That's fucking awesome. But um, on Thursday, I see her at lunch. And what does she get for lunch? She gets three hot dogs with ranch <laughs> and fries. I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, my Three hot dogs with the ranch is a fucking just trash dumpster fucking yeah. lunch. She, her body is a, literally a garbage disposal. Like, uh, it's so disgusting. And so that's my go-off kink for now. Uh, just fat nurses at hospitals. Like, get it together. You're in healthcare. Like, come on. Like, at least, like, keep it together a little bit. Don't be having three hot, hot dogs with a ranch at lunch at the hospital. And french fries. And t- and <laughs> like, come on. You, yeah. Mix in literally anything else. Mix in a water, please. Mix in a mix in a water. <laughs> and a salad. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be us tomorrow telling each other while the fights are on. Mix in a water. Dude, I'm gonna need to mix in water tomorrow night. I can already tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I I already got an invite to play beer die. There's hockey on all day, um, playoff hockey, and there's fights. So I uh I don't know. I might end up losing my leg. I need to be careful. Um, let's get into I got one more, uh, one more segment I want to do, which before we do movie TV show, which is a uh, bring back the fake fight segment between. But this time we have two real people, and that's might be something that could end up happening. Uh, probably not, but Johnny Depp and Elon Musk. Yeah, the cage match. The cage match with Johnny Depp and Elon Musk. The way I see it going down is Johnny Depp coming out just coked out of his brain and uh, going hard for about one minute. And if Elon can uh, weather the storm in that first minute, he just absolutely dominates. I think so too. I think it, I would be curious to see what the odds makers would make the lines at because I don't know. Johnny Depp strikes me as a guy who does not take care of himself at all. I mean, I think no, it's not, not one bit. He's a big drug guy, big, big, big drinker. I mean, we've talked about in the past, I think he spends 30 or $40,000 a month on wine. So, and he like rolls his own cigarettes. He's, he's a, like a chronic smoker. Um, so I don't think he's in the best shape, but at the same time, he does have that, like that crazy side to him, you know, Edward Scissorhands, fucking Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Um, he's got that craziness to him. So I don't, I don't know if Elon has that grit to him, but I see Elon as a guy who like has just watched a lot of videos about jujitsu and stuff where he like thinks that he could probably put 
uh, Johnny Depp in a triangle or something. And yeah, you know, I mean, you fuck it up and just get his ass beat. <laughs> Johnny Depp would probably show up so inebriated that Elon might have a chance at using, like, some stupid <laughs> shit that Joe Rogan showed him. John, Johnny, Johnny Depp loses by a technical submission, but it's because he passes out because he's so fucked up. Yeah, and Elon's just celebrating. <laughs> yeah, Dude. Elon thought he put him in a triangle, but he really, he really didn't, and Johnny Depp just passed out because he was too fucked up. Brings me to another thing. Elon Musk's uh, Twitter fucking pisses me off. Like, he, he tries to be funny, and, like, it's just like, dude, you're just a fucking weird nerd. Like, just <laughs> fuck up. And he he also, like, another thing about Elon Musk that really pisses me off, he always says he's going to do this crazy shit. He's like, oh, we're doing this. Uh, we, we're going to build these tunnels underneath LA. Blah, blah, blah. He's been talking about that for 10 years. He's talking about sending a... Shit into space. I guess he actually hey, did. One they ain't built fucking tunnels in LA. I live in Southern California. There's no fucking tunnels going into LA. That's fucking. That's the fakest of fake news. I'm sick of him tweeting about the shit that he's gonna do. Like, dude, just do it. Like, be about it. Stop talking about it. Like, he's he's a little cunt. Fuck you, yeah, Maybe uh, maybe you could uh, Johnny Depp can come and tag you in. I would lost be- my leg. Pod versus versus Elon Musk. Dude, I would beat the fuck out of Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> little switch kick to the liver. I would rip his neck off and shit down his neck. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever seen a, a fucking Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny? No, I have not. Oh, there's a scene where uh, Jack Black is getting chased by this guy who can barely walk. He's like walking on a cane and he has this shitty little knife. And he's, or it was both of them, Kyle Jack, or Jack Black and Kyle Gass. And the guy's walking up. He's like, because they stole the like famous pick that was going to make them like music, was going to make their music like Emmy nominate or Grammy nominator or whatever. It's going to like make them famous. And the guy's chasing him down. He could barely walk with his cane. And he's like pointing the knife at him. And he's like, come back here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut your balls off, stick them in your eye socket and rip your eyes out and put them where your balls go. And, uh, <laughs> Kyle and Jack Black just kind of look at each other and goes, like, dude, I think we might be able to outrun him. And he's like, yeah, I think I think we can. And they just turn around and run. And the guy, like, can barely walk, so he couldn't chase him. So just two fat guys running away from this dude who could barely walk. Tenacious D is hilarious. I love Jack Black. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think I could beat the shit out of Elon Musk, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it would be uh, – I don't think it would be very difficult. Um, but weird. He's just fucking. He is, he is fucking weird. Um, but Johnny Depp brings me into my movie recommendation of the week, which is Rum Diaries. And it's basically like a Johnny Depp is being a Hunter S. Thompson type of celebrity Dude, human being. And I he goes. That. I really like him. I, I want to watch that. That sounds like. It, a good... To me, it was just like Johnny Depp didn't have to act to act to, you know, be a guy that gets fucked up all the time. Like, I feel like. You know, everyone else is drinking prop beers and doing prop coke, and Johnny Depp is doing it for real. Well, he was, like, homies with uh, Hunter S. Thompson in real life. I'm pretty sure he was the one who, like, I think he spent a million dollars on Hunter S. Thompson's uh, funeral. He shot his ashes, like, in, in like, a, into space, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. If anyone spends fucking a million dollars on my funeral, I'm going to fucking haunt him. Johnny Depp spent a million dollars on Hunter S. Thompson's funeral. I'd come back and haunt his ass just for being that fucking dumb with his money. 
dude, he's so bad with his money, but we've we've kind of covered that in the past. All right, Thumb Diaries, I'll have to put that on my list because I've, I've scrolled past that before, and I like it looks like an interesting movie. I just haven't like gotten into it. I was a fan. Um, I wouldn't say it's an amazing movie, but like I said, I just don't think Johnny Depp really had to act at all for that. I think he just kind of, you know, was able to, the same way he, when he was Je- uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, he had to act drunk, but it's just like, he's probably pretty good at it. Exactly. I don't think he was acting for uh, Jack Sparrow at all. Yeah, exactly. That character great. I didn't watch like the, I don't know how many they made. I watched one and two, and those were some good fucking movies, to be honest. Like, as far as like crazy action, like Disney type, like I'm not a big like Mar. I don't really like Marvel or DC movies that much. Like, I'm not big on these like new movies that are all about just like special effects and action. Like, some of them are okay. Like, I'm not hating on them that much. But usually I'm, like, more about kind of, like, story-driven movies. Um, yeah, you'll like Room Diaries in. But but Pirates of the Caribbean I thought was fucking sick. Like, I, I, I still like those movies. I'll still watch them if they're on TV. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good storyline. Me too. Yeah, so, all right, that brings me into mine. I have a couple. They're both movies. They're actually two movies I watched last night. I, I had a little Insomnia Boys hours last night. I was uh, having a little trouble sleeping last night. I literally barely slept. I just watched movies all night. And That's why you ripped off some fire maymays. Yeah, I was ripping maymays because I just couldn't sleep. So I was like, let me fire off some maymays. But um, so the first one I watched, Dazed and Confused. I think a lot of people have already seen that. But uh, just wanted to throw it out there. Just a classic, dude. All right, all right, all right. I keep getting older and you girls say the same age. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, a, that's a classic. Just like a good like uh, nostalgia type movie. Like it just like just brings you back kind of. And uh, another Matt McConaughey who has missed a grand total of zero times in his career. Dude, he does not miss. And that actually, this is kind of off the cuff. This will be an honorable mention. But if you've never seen the movie Mud... Yes. I, dude, I was just thinking about Mud. I was okay. like, fuck, I gotta bring up Mud. That's dude, a fucking amazing movie. That's an incredible movie that not enough people talk about. And Matthew McConaughey really does not miss. But he's so good in that movie. He's good in all his movies, but, like, even Failure to Launch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I don't even watch that. He's just, like we said, man, he doesn't fucking miss. Dude, he does not. But Mud, we'll get into that maybe at on a later episode but i just thought of that off the cuff because of taste and confused but dude if you haven't seen mud that's that's such a good movie dude um, i i watched it a couple months ago it was fucking tremendous so fucking good it's just great storyline like that's the type of movie i like where it's like it's not like super flashy not like ton of special it, no special effects like just like a story a crazy just just a good movie yeah well i think the two kids are supposed to be kind of like tom uh, like Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, kind of like it's yeah. sort of in that it vein. Is kind of, it is kind of similar to that. Um, I love that movie, so that'll be my honorable mention. And then the movie that I watched after that, which is it would be Sad Boy Hours. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely should here to it. Uh, Star is Born, still fucking good. Um, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh my god, dude, it's such a good movie. And like the music in it is so good, and I don't know, man. I'm I'm a I love Bradley Cooper. I think he's a great actor, and Lady Gaga is so good in that movie. 
Like, it, have you seen that A Star Is Born? No, I don't. I just don't know if I'm uh, ready for Sad Boy Hours this weekend. It's like ultimate Sad Boy Hours. Like, I was watching, <laughs> watching it by myself at like 4:30 in the morning, and I was like, dude, am I about to cry by myself in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was fucking rough, but dude, it's so good. It's such a good movie. And hey, there's no shame in crying in the basement. Nah, sometimes you gotta do it. So, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta have sad boy hours. Kings support kings during sad boy hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I, was, uh, I was fucking going through it watching this movie. I was, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. If you haven't seen A Star is Born, you should watch it. Like, you gotta watch it. Don't watch it like before you go out to the bar or anything. But if yeah, you like, end up getting like, and fucking crying to the bartender. If you're just having a sad boy night where you're just hanging out by yourself and you want to in the in the mood for a good cry, it, dude, it's <laughs> so, it's such a good movie. Dude, um, we'll have to do a we'll have to do like a list a, a top ten sad boy hours movies. <laughs> dude, absolutely. I've I've got some good ones. Oh, I've, I got some great ones. I love a good sad boy hour movie once in a while. Like I'm, I'm not like, I won't watch sad boy hour movies all the time. But if you're in the right mood for it, it, it hits yeah. You. Sometimes you, yeah. Sometimes you gotta fucking punch yourself right in the balls. Um, yeah. but that that's like uh, it's kind of like my running playlist. I have a bunch of like bunch of like Halsey songs and like not like breakup songs, but like Pink's just some like sad boy hours music. Um, yeah. like if you were to look at my running playlist, you'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with this broad? Like, like, what? Who fucking? Who fucking hurt this girl? How to save life? <laughs> yeah, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm the same way. Once in a while, the sad boy hours gotta come out. Little Blink 182, I miss you. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, and I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep tonight. <laughs> shit like that. Sometimes you gotta do it. Oh, dude, it's so good. Once in a while, you gotta have sad boy hours. It is what it is. So what else? Do we have any more segments we want to get to? Uh, I, like I said, I I don't have a Clinton kill of the week this week. I did not have time to do my research. And like I like I've said in the past, this is not a conspiracy podcast. I do my research, and I encourage you all to do the same. So I will not broadcast something that's not truly factual. So no. Clinton kill of the week this week, but I did watch a good documentary before I started going on my little insomnia sad boy hours movie binge last night. Um, and it was about how much meth that Hitler did. So maybe, I don't know, check into that if you want to. Uh, apparently the whole Nazi army was on meth and uh, Hitler especially got injected every morning. So it, it was a good uh, informative documentary. So check that out if you want to. Our Skype call got cut off, uh, Wi-Fi problems, technical difficulties, you know how it is. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, fade us, follow us on our picks, have a good good weekend, and uh, we'll smell you next week.